just outside Nathan Phillips Square. We saw a gentleman pull up with a bike, and we thought, why not put him on the air? And then we found he was city councillor and mayoral candidate Brad Bradford. You're just uh, exercising out an element of uh, any level of frustration or uh, or just getting out of the house because you have two kids under five. I've done both those things in my life before, but here you are. Just spinning out the legs, opening them up. That's coming what it into, is. Coming into City Hall, back at work. It's getting a beautiful the capillaries day. going. Um, were you shocked by the result? Not at all. No. I mean, if, if you look at sort of the polls across this campaign, and, and for sure some of them were pretty suspect, but the one thing that was consistent the whole thing way through was Olivia Chow at 30-plus points, and that's what we saw last night. Uh, she really didn't move at all in this campaign. She was locked in there. Grew a couple points, I think, as this came to an inevitable conclusion. People got on board. Uh, but Torontonians made a decision. Uh, they made that loud and clear, and uh, today we have new mayor-elect Olivia Chow. And, you know, I want to extend my congratulations. It had to be a disappointing um, day when John Tory endorsed Anna Bila. We'd heard three things. And I, I, I know that the day before it happened, I had a conversation with I thought somebody that would absolutely know that John Tory was not going to put in an endorsement. And I think there were three options, Brad. One was he didn't endorse anybody and absolutely stayed quiet and out of the fray. Or he endorsed Anna, or he endorsed you. Mm-hmm. Was that a disappointing moment for Anna, Anna to get it? And had you sought that endorsement from, from John? We we had talked about it, and uh, you know he had indicated that there was only two candidates that uh, you know he would probably consider endorsing, and and you just named them. Uh, so I didn't see that coming that late in the race because uh, you know it was kind of it was pretty late at that point. And I think, as we saw when the results came in last night, uh, would have been important to have that before the advanced polls because it definitely moved the needle. And we saw a coalition of support. We saw, you know, Anna's campaign grow significantly over the weekend. And uh, I think it had an impact in terms of momentum and coalescing voters who were not interested in Olivia Chow as the mayor. Uh, but if you wait until after the advanced polls, there were a lot of ballots already in the box at that point. Yeah. And, and we saw the, the result of that. Well, I think regardless of raw numbers, and we'll talk more about your campaign, but people like yourself, Mitzi Hunter, Josh Madlow, yeah, even third place Mark Saunders, probably looked and thought, oh, no, it kind of has turned into an Olivia Chow referendum. It really did. You're either with her or against her. So that's going to we're all going to absorb some shrapnel here. Josh Matlow absorbed a ton. Like I said, 35,000 votes. Um, He got he gets more in his ward every year that he runs for election. So you all took some body blows with this being either Olivia or not. And the not happened to be Anna's campaign. Right. Yeah. No, she was the benefactor of that. And and and. You know, it was the same story for me in Beaches East York. Um, you know, those votes went elsewhere. I, I think Olivia may have had 40% in the ward. I haven't looked at all the numbers. But the point is, uh, we were at the door pulling vote yesterday. I talked to a guy. Uh, and he's like, Brad, love you. Voted for you in the fall. You're my guy, but here's my WhatsApp group. And he held his WhatsApp group with his neighbors, and there were eight of them in there. And he's like, we're literally talking right now about where we can put our vote to stop Chow. Uh, and think of that group multiplying by three, yeah, 300, yeah, 400 groups exactly, like it across exactly. not, just, so, not just your area, but I, across a city of four million people. I think people were, were voting about that because all of the issues that what? you've been teeing up this morning, like there, there are a lot of folks who are not interested in more congestion. They're not interested in revisiting a Gardner debate from 2015. They're not interested in double-digit 
of tax increases. And that was the challenge is, uh, you know, there were a lot of candidates that had that message and uh, the coalescing kind of came together uh, too little too late. And uh, and Olivia Chow's mayor as of uh, as of today on a go forward. Brad Bradford's joining us on 640 Toronto. Toronto today uh, outside of Nathan Phillips Square where he's headed in to get some work done this morning. Right back at it. Uh, all that coalescing aside, was there anything with your campaign you like? Will you do a postmortem and go, did we get this right? Did we get this wrong? Did we connect here? Did we not connect there? If you're ever to do this again, uh, I'm assuming there's an evolutionary process and you learn things. What were they? Yeah, you're, you're not losing. You're learning. And um, this was the experience of a lifetime. I say that with great uh, humbleness and humility. It was such an honor to get to go out across all of Toronto and hear from tens of thousands of people about about their hopes and their aspirations for their this city, but also their concerns. And I have never had more crystal clarity uh, of mission and focus in my role here at City Hall on a go-forward basis, uh, fighting for families and affordability and community safety and unlocking the gridlock. So we're going to have time to do that post-mortem. I think that that's an important process on any campaign, win or lose, uh, at any level. You want to do that work, um, but you know what? It's it's not it's not about regret. It's about the opportunity and the privilege to be able to be a part of this big it, civic conversation. It, it was it was such an honor. It, it, absolutely, it's not about regret. Can you can you isolate one thing and go? I'd have zigged when I would have zagged here. It has to be one thing. Give me one. <clears throat> you know what? Like our path was always tight. Uh, in a crowded field, and it probably required some folks to sort of sprain their ankle on the field, uh, some missteps, some things to happen that that never materialized. Uh, you know, there's lots of criticism of, of my campaign. I hear that. Like, people are coming at me all the time. What That's, were the things you heard the most, though? Well, just like, um, you know... Uh, we talked to you about the two videos the one weekend, right? Yeah, the driving and the, the yeah, like that's a great example. I'm trying to say uh, which, which criticism there was a lot. You are not vote for you. Yeah, like but, we had to we had to create some friction, right? Like I I couldn't run a front runner campaign from fifth place, right? Like yeah. and and we were all trying to engage the electorate that like as I said off the top, the numbers didn't move in this campaign. Like they literally didn't move. Olivia was cruising above 30 the whole way through, and that's where she finished. So how do you engage in a by-election in Toronto in the summer uh, about these issues that are really important? Um, but how do you get yourself in there with 102 candidates on the ballot? That's a challenge for for anyone, for all of us as candidates. And so trying to find ways to, to punch through is always the challenge. But I'll never forget the conversations at the door or on Main Street or at the transit station. Those will stay with me. I get to take those on a go-forward basis, reflect on them. And I do it with gratitude. Are we in a better place this morning as we sit here right now outside Nathan Phillips Square? Would we be in a better place to build housing if Anna had won instead of Olivia? <sighs> you know, it's hard to ascertain exactly Olivia's plan on this or on any of the any of the sort of things in the window. She talked about building more bureaucracy to build more housing. She talks about, you know, the city of Toronto becoming the largest uh, construction contractor in the entire country. She doesn't frame it that way. That's just what I took away from it. Uh, that's not going to help us build housing. I can tell you we have the slowest approval timelines in North America. Uh, there are so many layers of bureaucracy and red tape. Uh, she is talking about that this morning. But the idea to build more housing requires us to build more bureaucracy. That's the exact opposite thing that we need to be doing 
doing. We need to fix the process and work with the not-for-profit sector, professional builders to, to unleash and unlock more housing across the city. So Olivia and I have fundamentally different views on, on how to get housing built right. and how to address the housing crisis. Um, you know, we, we spoke last night on the phone. Uh, it was a wonderful conversation. She gave me five minutes of her time. That was really nice on a big night for her. Yeah. And I suspect uh, in the days ahead, we'll talk about uh, you know what the housing file looks like on a go-forward basis. Would you do this again? Would you do it again? Would you do it differently? Like you said, you're, you're not losing your learning, um, but is it just too too overwhelming right now? And, and you want to get stuff done. I know how much you love the city. I think every candidate ran an honorable campaign with with uh, with with, you know, a baseline of integrity. But they all did it because they love Toronto. That's it. Like 102 people stepped up and it takes a lot of courage. Uh, and, you know, it's politics is not uh, not nice. Uh, it, it's not necessarily easy to put yourself out there. And frankly, what your family goes through, uh, you know, the the sort of personal attacks versus the political attacks when it's it's sort of character assassination. That's you know, it's not nice. And that's why a lot of good folks don't step up to run. So I think it's important that we have uh, smart, engaged, committed people that step up to to run for office. There were 102 folks on the ballot this time. Um, you know, what does the future hold? Uh, I can tell you I'm grabbing a coffee at Cafe on the Square here at City Hall and going back up to Well, now to it's going to be office. free, so pay, pay for it anyway. Right? Yeah. I don't want there to be a scandal. Yeah, no, I coffee. always pay for my coffee. here. I don't here. want that to happen. And, uh, and get back to work, plow into the inbox, pick up the phone, and, uh, and carry on forward because the sun comes up in Toronto, and I love this city. There's nowhere else I'd rather be. I've got a wonderful family, great neighbors, and this was, uh, this was a hell of a well, we we always talk about family being first. We work really hard on a radio show, but uh, you know, there's uh, the, the, nothing's more important. Nothing's more important, and and you haven't gotten to fully enjoy it yet. So I hope you do in the next few weeks. We'll be focused on that very much. Brad Bradford joining us here uh, in the truck.